1: There is no better roof of tower power and forms of the shrubby potentina.
0: Hello and welcome to This Week in the Garden. I'm Peter Seabrook, here to help with some of your gardening quandaries. When you're in the gardening industry and in the business of shows, you spend much of your life on the road. A few weeks ago I was in Holland for the International Summer Trials where I bumped into Peter Freeman... Peter is the researcher for new plants at Thompson & Morgan, a very experienced horticulturist, and a fine gardener. I picked his brains in Holland, and I'll be doing the same later in this podcast. My thanks to Sutton Seeds of Torquay, sponsors of this podcast, and to Charlie Jones, my producer. Goodness, the weather's hot, isn't it? Ho, ho coping with the watering is a bit difficult Uh, but driving across the country uh, I've noticed how much greener it is in the west of England Uh, and also come to that down in Kent and Surrey they seem to have had so much more rain summer rain uh, than we've had in Essex and it's uh, almost a full time job on the hose with me at home just at present we had a great reception at Pershaw High School Uh, went there to uh, give prizes and awards out at the end of uh, their school year. Goodness, they were a smartly dressed, bright, polite lot of uh, school children. They were, it was an absolute pleasure to be amongst them. You know, our future's pretty strong, I think, with uh, teaching like that. Uh, My pleasure. And I understand at least two of the students are going on to Pershall College to study horticulture. So uh, they're in for, I think, a pretty uh, interesting career. Well, what's in the news? I was concerned to read that uh, glyphosate, the systemic weed killer, is um, having resistance to some grasses and weeds in France, as far as I could see, because people are misusing the material, particularly local authorities, you know, controlling weeds in public spaces. You know, we do need to respect these materials and follow the instructions. And if we do that, they're very good tools indeed. Last week I was at the International Summer Trials in Holland uh, and I'm pleased to report that the Fluoroselect star plant for 2019 is Osteospermum eclonis purple sun. Now we call those osteos usually, Because few of us can remember or spell Osteospermum, but that purple sun, it was a fantastic plant, three colours. There was some purple in it, as you could uh, imagine from the name, and had so many flowers that you couldn't see the leaves. It was a very easy winner. But also alongside it, a salvia cross-hybrida misty, is a really lovely blue. You know, there aren't that many blue-flowering plants in the summer, and I think that will be a very useful addition. And the uh, British bread, Begonia boliviensis bossa nova night fever, with dark leaves and grown from seed, is proving very popular with growers. You know, many of the begonias are vegetatively propagated, and of course uh, it doesn't cost as much if you can precise sow these tiny seeds. Uh, There was a Dutch-bred strawberry, called a uh, Fragaria Ananassa Summer Breeze Rose. Well, just remember the Summer Breeze Rose Strawberry. And that had remarkable crimson flowers. Very pretty. I didn't get to taste it, I regret to admit, but it certainly looked a very pretty variety. And I have plenty of strawberries at home anyhow. Picked a really big planet last night just a job to have on my cereals in the morning and I understand there's such a glut of them from growers that oldie have now got a one kilogram pack at a very competitive price to try and save food waste and help the growers. Part of the explanation for this glut was that the cold spring delayed some of the early varieties somewhat and now of course they tend to all come together. With a bit of luck once Wimbledon arrives that'll clear the backlog Uh, And raspberries too are just starting to ripen in my garden. The thing to remember is to get some water on them now if you're in a dry part of the country. Give those a really good soaking and then a bit of a mulch to hold the moisture, and you'll get much bigger, more succulent raspberries as a result. Some folk, you know, work to live. uh, But for pro-gardeners and horticulturists, it isn't work, it's a way of life. Uh, And that's the way it is, I think, for our guest this week, Peter Freeman of seed and plant company Thompson & Morgan, who joins us today from the RHS Hall Garden in Essex. Now, Peter, would it be fair to say that in your spare time you garden...
1: Hi, Peter. I love gardening. I think uh, you couldn't be involved in a in a job uh, like mine, which is sort of looking for new plants and uh, that sort of thing, without having a real enthusiasm and love for gardening. So uh, a lot of my spare time spent in the garden. I love it. Yes.
0: Yeah. Can you just draw a picture, a mind's eye picture for us? Because you showed me two or three photographs recently. I mean, you're fortunate. You have a stream run through your garden, don't I, you?
1: I I, I, have a, I have a. It's a lovely garden, actually. It's. Uh, It's uh, it's sort of set in an old uh, river valley with a stream running through it and you walk down a small gravel path um, down and over a stream and then up to the house Um, and a wonderful bog garden and natural springs that come up as well sort of uh, through the vegetable patch and all of that sort of thing as well. So it's uh, very fortunate,
0: yeah. Yeah, You are indeed. And I think now, with the really hot, dry weather we've had, your garden is a little greener than mine.
1: I should think it's certainly in the front garden, it certainly is. I'm always, it's always, so putting plants into the vegetable garden is wonderful. because so I plant them, I water them once, and then I just leave them. They never get watered again. <laughs> so, Come how on. would you like that? Yes. How would you like that? No, don't. <laughs> I,
0: you know, my run of beans, I just can't keep them wet enough. As it's <laughs> now, Peter, you're at Hyde Hall, and uh-huh. for the first time this year, you've just planted up literally hundreds of uh, new varieties or recently introduced varieties of uh, flowers and herbs and vegetables. Can you tell us a bit about that? I mean, first of all, why Hyde Hall?
1: Well, I I think Hyde Hall, obviously, it's one of the um, flagship um, gardens of the Royal Horticultural Society. Um, I think we've been very fortunate that um, uh, we're one of the first companies that the RHS has actually invited in and... Given an actual, actually large space to actually display our products, um, and what we've really tried to achieve is, is really um, showing off our best sellers from our seed catalogue, from our wholesale range, and also from our plant catalogues as well. And sort of mixed in with that as well is a, you know, some of the new varieties that we'll be featuring next year as well. We have to be a little bit careful with that because obviously we. Um, we need to keep uh, some new varieties under our hat. We don't uh, don't want our the competition knowing what we're doing next spring uh, yet. So some of some of the plants need to be kept at our at our nursery. But there's a wonderful range of um, all of the plants that uh, we sell, and you know a, 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 an amount of the um, the new varieties as well.
0: In the past, when I've gone to your press days along with other gardening journalists, it's always struck me a pity that far more of the uh, general public and ordinary gardeners uh, weren't able to see them whereas now they'll be open for everyone pretty well
1: well well exactly we opened um, the gardens were actually planted about um, three, three, four weeks ago we opened it up um, just over ten days ago um, so it's in its early stages at the moment. But then the, the wonderful thing is that, is that, yes, everybody can now see it. And, you know, Hyde Hall have well over 300,000 people coming through their gates every year um, at the moment, and those numbers are rising every year. And, you know, it's, it's a wonderful way to, for us to show off our plants. Um, and I think also, actually, for the Royal Horticultural Society to um, give um, bedding plants the sort of the place it deserves in... Um, um, you know the gardening the gardening world.
0: Well when we come to remember that that part of Essex has traditionally been a major bedding plant producer hasn't it you know the Smith family with their nurseries and several other really big bedding plant producers it seems a natural place to uh,
1: I think, I think um, it, 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 you're quite right I think it is a natural place and you know there's so many of the you know the big towns in the area um, you know obviously thinking of Chelmsford and South End. Um, Basildon all those sort of places and people who um, you know the gardeners there who have you know probably the um, there's a lot of the sort of smaller gardens um, and people would obviously come to places like um, RHS Hightall to aspire to the wonderful um, you know shrubs and perennial borders that are here but a lot of them haven't got the room for those sort of wonderful plants and so I think we're giving them a chance to sort of see um, the wonderful colour that you can get from from bedding plants, and people who have smaller gardens, you know, they want a they want a lovely splash of colour on their patio, or you know, with marigolds, or you know, a lovely uh, border with petunias in it, hanging basket with giant fuses in it. Um, it just gives a wonderful sense of colour in those summer months when um, you know people are enjoying the gardens. Yeah.
0: N- now, what should people look out for? I mean, at Chelsea you had. Uh Unbelievable, which came third in Plant of the Year competition. How's that going to look in your trials? Uh, presumably, it is there.
1: We've got two huge, great, big uh, blocks of Sunbelievable. Um, One planted up in a border, um, and looking at them today, actually, they look absolutely stunning. Um, we've and we've also got another um, uh, block of them in pots as well. Um, it, it's a wonderful new variety bred by our own breeder, um, Charles Allen. Who's an absolute genius at um, um, breeding breeding these plants, and really what he's done with the um, sunflower is unbelievable. Um, is to um, cross your normal sunflower with a, a much bushier uh, variety. So actually, what what you've got instead of a um, you know a long, tall, five foot sunflower, you've got this wonderful two and a half foot spreading, uh, two and a half foot high bush sunflower that. In our trials last year at um, Thompson and Morgan, we counted over a thousand flowers on three or four plants that we had, um, you know, throughout the year. Absolutely stunning! It's a wonderful, bright, sunny, cheerful plant that um, flowers until November. So it will flower from May to through to November. Wonderful plant.
0: It is a fantastic plant, but but uh, Charles also bred that. Really delicious strawberry have you got that on display?
1: The strawberry is not here at the moment, but it will be here soon at the mo- at the moment the strawberry is up at the um, the Hta show the uh, Horticultural trades association show up in uh, Birmingham uh, just outside birmingham uh, but next week that'll be back here and um, certainly the plants they took up to the show had uh, wonderful amounts of fruit on it and uh, yeah it looks stunning.
0: You think people are gonna leave it alone? I mean it's very it's very <laughs> tempting if you're strolling about there early in the morning or late at night and there's no one much about.
1: I mean <laughs> I, I, think, I think I think the I think the one good thing about it is it does create a succession of fruits there. So, uh, so, so <laughs> I'm sure that they will the fruits will disappear but they'll soon be replaced by other ones, there.
0: Yeah. I and the
1: great thing about this, uh, it's called uh, stra- um, it's called stra- um, strawberries and cream and uh wonderful um, no, 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 just, no, just,
0: just, just a minute, Peter. Far be it from me to correct you. Ju- <laughs> just add
1: cream. I mean, just add cream. You're it, quite sorry. You're it, quite it, right. Just it, add cream. It's yeah. just <laughs> so sweet
0: that you don't need to add anything more than cream. And when I brought a panet of them from a plant that I was growing here into the office uh, at uh, London Bridge, everybody was over the moon. You know, I mean, it's like a wine. You have to smell it first because the aroma it's is. It's a smell. Very...
1: It's a smell, and then actually the um, the um, the actual taste of it as well. It's got a wonderful sort of um, um, perfumey taste to it as well, and it's it's most unusual.
0: It's lovely. But the begonias are pretty good too, aren't they? You've got that great pyramid of fibrous fruit of begonias, but it's the basket varieties where you're introducing fragrance. And um, with, with a hanging basket, of course, they're high enough that you can actually smell them without bending down.
1: Well, that, that's right. And uh, again, these have been uh, bred by Charles at our, um, our breeding nursery in Ipswich and uh, the Fragrant Falls collection. And it's they're, they're wonderful, double, highly scented um, trailing begonias. Um, and we've got um, three colours in it now. We've got the orange and pink um, and a yellow um, and really, the, it, it's a real breakthrough in um, trailing, yeah. trailing begonias because they are so sweetly scented, and it, it's a lovely sweet perfume as well. I think some perfumes can be overpowering, but this is a is a is a wonderful, wonderful sweet scent.
0: You know, if if visitors go to Hyde Hall, then Peter, where do they find your display?
1: Hyde Hall. When you actually go in through the entrance at Hyde Hall. There are various maps available, and it is clearly marked on the map. But actually, what you need to do is you need to head to their wonderful new um, vegetable um, display area for vegetables from around the world. Um, and actually, when you get there, you'll see someone through to our um, our uh, display area, which they're calling, calling Floral Fantasia. Oh right. Um, and um, actually, seeing the actual garden today, Peter, uh, for the first time in ten days, it's amazing how. The plants have moved um, and burst into colour in those ten days.
0: Fantastic!
1: Um, and certainly, yeah. over the next few weeks, it's uh, give it another couple of weeks, and it'll look its best. at its best.
0: Yeah, and visitors can also just look over the fence at Matthew Oliver's giant pumpkin, can't they?
1: Well, they can. They they can indeed. <laughs> and this is where Matthew is again trying to uh, to break all sorts of records. I know he holds one record at the moment for the uh, for the monster pumpkins that he actually grows. And uh, he's uh, he's certainly having a good go at it again this year. And uh, it's actually fascinating to see how he does it. I didn't realise there was quite so much to uh, to, to, to growing uh, pumpkins for uh, competitions like this. But it's uh, amazing. And he's actually so enthusiastic about it. It's wonderful to talk to him about it. Yeah,
0: it is indeed. Um, and Peter, just very briefly, you and I were together in Holland last uh, week. Uh, and if I remember correctly, we, we visited eight nurseries and spoke to some... Twenty companies in that eight-hour working day. We
1: did. It's a <laughs> one. It's a wonderful opportunity to to go there and to see all of the new var- new varieties from all over Europe. But now, Peter as well, varieties from all over the world, and it really is the showcase now for um, all of the the new breeding, the new varieties, new trends, new colours. For me and my particular job, of, you know, trying to find all the new varieties that we put into our catalogues. You know, it, you know, we we spend a week uh, a week out there, um, and we come back with so many new new ideas and varieties and uh, ways of marketing plants. So it was great fun. I thoroughly enjoyed it, and I know you did as well.
0: <laughs> I did. And, and, and Peter, when the dust has settled, I mean, I've just got. Countless notes and photographs. Uh, we must have another chat. I'm, I'm, I'm not sure quite where I'm going with that. The thing that really remains in my memory is the hydrangea mountain, that mountain of hydrangea flowers. That's right, yeah. Yes, and yes. the chrysanthemums at Van Zanten. I mean, when you walked outside into that lawned area and saw how spectacular these garden mums can be, it was quite Absolutely. an event
1: some absolutely amazing colours and combinations of colours now on the same plants as well and uh, the breeding they're putting into some of these plants is actually quite amazing these
0: days yes Peter I look forward to seeing the trial at Hyde Hall I hope in the next few days and and I'm sure we'll catch up with one another
1: thank you very much
0: Now my thought for the week comes from a Polish nurseryman that I met at the international trials in Holland. He's just been elected as president of Flora It's a family business, very successful, I believe, and they grow millions of plants by micropropagation. And in conversation with him, he said to me that the speed of change and work schedules continues to increase and we're like runners travelling ever faster but not really knowing where we're going and i have some sympathy for him i really don't know why i've been flying about these last two or three weeks certainly hasn't got me anywhere except that the garden is in a pretty untidy state there is a one saving grace once you get out into the garden then the pace remains the same you know <laughs> For generations always, plants grow in their season and if you get out there with your hands dirty, then uh, life takes on a much more reasonable proportion. Thanks again to our sponsor, Sutton Seeds of Torquay. And thanks to you for listening. Enjoy your garden. We'll be back next Thursday. Discover more at sungardening.com